0: the Vanishing Tower materializes once again. I put forth one face-to-face game. It was summer 2012 on the shores of Lake Winnipesaukee and I had two players. This is a baseline. The player character needs someone else to talk to than the game master. Otherwise, it's a date and you are dating. That is a whole other realm of shit and I have no interest in talking about that. It is a role-playing game if there is a game master and two or more real people talking to each other. You know you have a game master when there is one person you can ignore completely but can't do anything without their input. You have created elastic time in the presence of other real beings now you are role playing any other dynamic you are doing some other activity so i'm doing my first time back in the saddle of role playing in wonderful circumstances in the worst possible way i had hustled and cajoled as many people as i could before game date out of like eight to twelve i realized two players The second was probably only joining the game because they lived there and it was what their beloved said they were going to do for the afternoon. I had devoured classic fantasy, a basic role-playing adaption of old-school Dungeons & Dragons, produced some pre-gens and ran B10 Night's Dark Terror. I shoveled the two PCs through seven hours of gaming. For those who know the module, I got the two PCs through the tomes on the hill. They had defended the steading, made deals with the devil, and strode the island of memory before surviving the tomes on the hill. I thought it went well. The PCs really just put up with an obsessed freak in their backyard for seven hours. But I think they liked it. You would have to ask them. When I returned home and marinated on the experience, I accepted my failings. The GM cannot will the experience into being. There is a relationship with the PCs which needs to be established, but where does that come from? I pondered this right up to when I broke my leg. This gave me some serious real-life concerns, but they abated, and after I watched all the YouTube war and sci-fi movies I could, I sat looking at my bookshelf. Midst the World War II novels and existential philosophical tomes was my fantasy and sci-fi paperbacks. The thick stack of comic books I enjoyed years ago were so much pulp for the landfill, I gave praise to organic matter once again. the source material. I'm looking at game books for inspiration when I already have it. I liberated myself from system. I took a highlighter and marked every bit of fantasy fiction which excited me as I read it. The words of Moorcock, Howard, Stevenson, Kipling, Ad Nauseam became checklists of greatest hits. 70s pulp porno, outsider art, sober factuals of frozen corpses and weird writers from long ago. This was the bedrock of adventure. The rules didn't tell me how to find it. The simple game rules, the primitive game rules of my grandfather's, illustrated a way, not the way. Wow, I had fucked this whole process up long ago, but that is okay. I was a child in a bonfire. Forgive, forget, and charge on. I chose unbelievably simple role-playing as the vehicle to render role-playing art. It answered all my gameplay mechanical questions quickly and adroitly. Scott Malthouse's creation appeared to embody original fundamentals for role-playing with smart honing of the edge. It was designed with the game master in mind. Without one, the game doesn't exist, so yes, I thought there was some gold here. Confidence, my own opinions, furthered the reach. Whether I had it chosen wisely or poorly, USR was the system I used as a scaffolding to assemble a sword and sorcery game that Dungeons & Dragons was never able to deliver for me. Nothing left but to put it to the test. Nothing left but hold my nose, join the online community, and take a chance. Time to find out how wrong and right I am.